Hello and welcome back to the Sports Battle. We've managed to keep it fortnightly this time instead of three weekly, so we're yeah. doing well. We'll claw back a week. It's uh, myself, Philip, and my good friend, Aiden. Yeah, just the two of us back. Um, loads on this week. <clears throat> I sort of tweeted from the Sports Babble at, on our, our, our homepage there about all these news stories breaking. Yeah. And the one day there, it was just too much. So we're trying to break it down. What we're going to cover tonight is. We're going to cover the boxing because Kel Brook and Earl Spence, I really enjoyed that fight. Great fight. Um, we're going to cover what's happening in the GAA with Brent Sullivan's uh, drugs, doping, sort of, I don't know what way to use it like. Fiasco. Fiasco. <laughs> word. Uh, and then we're going to get into a right old discussion about the standard in the Premier League and we'll have to talk about the two cup finals and the fact 80's beloved Celtic want to travel. Superb. So uh, he's, he's still very chilled. <laughs> um, we'll get straight into the boxing this week. Yep. Kelbrook for Yara Spence Jr. Mm-hmm. I'll just make my first point. I'll be brutally honest. I'd only seen YouTube videos of Earl Spence Jr. Yeah. And only really came onto my radar when the Brook fight was announced. So I was like I didn't know loads about him. Yeah. Um and I was Pleasantly surprised with how talented he was. Yeah, I seen him in the London Olympics, yes. twenty twelve. Yep. Um, at that time as well, he was kind of being announced as the whole um, American kind of star uh, to keep your eye on. He was beat, I think, in the second round or quarterfinals. Um, <clears throat> and he, although he looked stylish and skillful, um, he probably looked at that stage in fairness better adapted to the pros. Um, but I was kind of taken aback by his physique and how much muscle he had on him the other night while still at that weight. He looked physically far bigger than Kilbrook. Um, he looked like a, a, like the the perfect welterweight, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I know I said this uh, to you before we come on. Um, if, if you watched the, the fight on Sky Sports, at times I was wondering what fight they were actually watching, the commentators. Um because I could only see it going one way. Kale Brook, it was almost like the Galapagos. He has his he has his moments. He has his spells, but he wasn't physically big enough to to hurt um, Spence Jr. I listened to I watched it on um, Showtime. Uh-huh. So Polyman Naji was on. And what was he saying? Um, he was just he, well. They had it at one point. They had broke up before yeah. two yeah. <clears throat> after six rounds. Just fair enough. And then he was just sort of talking about how comfortable Earl Spence Jr. was becoming. Yeah. And it was obvious, like, unfortunately, my stream sort of jittered. So I watched it, but I stuck on the radio commentary and BBC Five Live. And if you haven't listened to a boxing fight on Five Live with Mike Costello, I highly recommend you do. Okay. He's easily the best commentator in sports, for my opinion, anyway. That's a different matter. We'll talk about him yeah, another yeah, night. Yeah. But the, back to the boxing. <clears throat> what the did they were talking about and what you could hear was... I just want to make this point. Brendan Ingle, that's Kel's trainer, isn't it? It's yeah. Brendan Ingle. Or Dominic Ingle, it's, it's Dom, Ingle. Dominic yeah. is Brendan's son, yeah. He kept saying to um, Kelbrook in the second half of the fight that Earl Spence Jr. Yeah, was draining. Yeah. Now, we've heard had this before where um, trainers have told boxers, I think Shane McGuigan did it to Carl Fram to try and get him to G up. Yeah. But it was obvious that there was only one man was getting better in this fight. Yeah. And I actually think it was the eighth and ninth round. And I said to my fiance, she was sitting beside me. Um, Spence hit Brooke about five shots and I still at this minute have only seen three of them Yeah, they were that clean and crisp and quick yeah. and you sort of felt like 
maybe blowing up a bit too much. You feel like you're watching something great here, someone a bit special. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think he's got to those heights yet. No, I, if if and, and try not to get sucked in with the skate sports hype and, oh, the, yeah, yeah. and the Eddie Hearn hype. Kelbrook um, hasn't really beat anybody of note, well, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, for all the fights that <clears throat> there was out there for him, but he's who, a, who um, did he really? Who did he really take on? People have been dodging him. Uh-huh. And that's what Point Man and Algy did make, or did make, sorry, that people have been dodging him. And it, 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 it is true. And the only one that doesn't seem to want to dodge him is Amir Khan, which we'll I, get on to. Yeah, but he went on, he, he beat <clears> Sean Porter, <throat> albeit in America, so fair play for that. But that fight could have went either way. Um, yeah. The Golovkin fight in itself, you know, I mean, he never really defended against anyone decent until the Golovkin fight, whenever he moved up on weight. Fair play on that, but to me that that is that was crazy. Career, ruined, yeah, ruined his career. Um, he comes back down and he takes a really dangerous fight against an Irish man Junior. When perhaps there was a potentially Amir Khan, it, it still may be there the Amir Khan fight. Um, I don't know if it would draw as much now. Um, Manny Pacquiao was looking for a fight. There was so much more that he could have done, in my opinion. To if you want to put yourself across as being one of the best. I think he should have avoided Earl Spence Jr. I think he was trying to cherry pick Earl Spence Jr. And he got, and he, caught. And he got caught with his pants down. What did you think of Junior, Earl Spence Jr.'s performance then as a whole? Um, again, I thought, he, I thought he was very good, but I wouldn't be putting him with the notice. No, I know he's not a great yet, but you, watching it, you're like, this he was very good. very special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good. Um, <coughs> potentially, look, it looks like he has the physique to move up on weight as well. Um, quite quickly, which will be interesting a um, few years down the line. What age is he? 27. 27. Um, could he possibly move on up to 154 as quick as the likes of Canelo 160? Maybe too much. Maybe not. Maybe a bit too much. But there's still a good fight there for him in that division. Well, there's two good fights. Mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao and there's Keith Thurman. Uh, Thurman. Well, Keith Thurman's probably the big one there. I think Thurman beats him. Um... I think it'd be close. At this stage, yes. When they eventually meet, though, um, I'm not 100% sure. I Who think, knows? Yeah. Could be a different story a few years down the line. I think he, that's the one he's talking about going for next. And then I know, obviously, Manny Pacquiao fights, I think, in a couple of weeks' time, isn't it? Maybe. Uh, <coughs> in Australia? Him. Yeah, against the guy Horn, um, who, I'll be brutally honest, I know nothing about. I know nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, Michael Collins on the undercard. He is. So he had a he he beat some um, some painter. Yeah. I, I don't know who he was. In, I, I, you get these like obviously that they're going to be getting picked and all, but looking at him in the way, and you're just thinking, has he just walked in off the street here and pulled the yeah. picture off? Or what's going on? Yeah. I think it's a lot better in America. The standard, even though we are fighting kind of uh, journeyman tomato cans, you know they look. They're a lot better in America than they would be than Eddie Hearn will get you some Eastern European nobody. Um, he's promoting himself, selling tickets. Um, I suppose that's what it's all about probably for his first yeah, five or six five fights. Or six. Um, and after that then, um, not to kind of digress, but so far I thought Michael Collin would have been a wee bit better and a wee bit more cleaner. He seems a lot very keen to get... He wants to put on get, a show, doesn't yeah, he? Uh, yeah, he's kind of smothering his own work um, a couple of times, especially against, like, he, he's obviously a far superior body, shows that, but when he gets a smell of blood, he kind of 
mm. goes too much. When I think, hopefully, Manny Robles will be calming down. And the difference between him and Katie Taylor is, in terms of composure, yeah. is just mad. She's so ready, able to pick her shots and doesn't. She'll go in for the kill when needs be, but she's a she looks a, a more natural finisher. Yeah, Colin looks a, a, in terms of a, a, a natural boxer, but when it comes to the finishing, it gets a wee bit overexcited. And Mike, if he kind of kept his distance and picked the shots, he would look a whole lot better. Um, and if he if he getting rid of those guys, maybe a wee bit earlier. Yeah, I think what we did you see tonight that uh. Frampton and Lee Selby have had a bit of back and forth. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it on Twitter. I actually uh, watched Andrew Selby's fight on Friday. Yes, night. that's what would um, Yeah, he got put down in the first round. <laughs> um, but he's so good. He's so enjoyable to watch. Um, Is he the younger Selby? He's the younger he's, Selby. Yeah. He's so good to watch. Um, it's. He said something at the end that he in the interview that he didn't really enjoy boxing. I don't know if that was kind of he was. The interview was a bit, a bit of a car crash. Um, the guy was kind of pushing him, and that you don't look, you know, you move about, but you're not really. Uh, it looks like you cruise and you take rounds off, and he kind of put him in a position. I think he kind of got a bit strapped and said he didn't enjoy boxing. Um, but um, I think he's going to go the whole way to the top two. Yeah. Yeah. Crack and fighter. What weight class is he at again? Um, one one five. Okay. Um, and that I would like to see. Hopefully, it, it um announced soon. Frampton's next fight. I think it will be. I think it could be Selby. It will be class. Yeah. <clears throat> Selby said, "Was he tweeting back when your boy's ready? When your man's ready?" And Frampton yeah. obviously got in. It was. It, there wasn't any nastiness, from it, which it never really is with Frampton. No, I think Selby's a professional too. He doesn't yeah. get involved and all that. But um, that'll be another good fight to look forward to. Called it before, so yeah. we beat some Boxing's in a good place tonight, I think. Yeah, I'm enjoying the fights that is springing up, and obviously, then we've got the big one come September as well. <laughs> Canelo and Golovkin. Yeah. That is going to be awesome. We've talked about that enough. Um, so, what do you think next for Gilbert? Amir Khan. I, I, think, I think he. I, you I think Amir Khan beats Gilbert? Yeah. I don't. Why? Because of Amir's chin. Yeah. No matter who Amir Khan fights, he's gonna be up against it as he's any puncher whatsoever. One, yeah, he's gonna take one on the chin, and he's gonna have to. He's a far superior boxer. He's far better speed. Um, I think. Yeah, he probably has that weakness that every other boxer now who has any sort of power whatsoever will be will be on him up. Um, the only concern with with Khan for me would be he's been really inactive. Really, and yeah. not just the last few years. If you're going back five, five, six years, like his his activity levels are. I think since Garcia chinned him, yeah, sort of trying to find fights maybe, and yeah, trying to avoid punchers maybe. That's the Lamont Peterson defeat, um, yeah, did him no yeah. favors. And he was like I think he failed the drugs test after that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so he was kind of harsh there. Like the, the likes of the Maidana fight, he was excellent. Took one square on the chin from Maidana. Right, that was an unbelievable punch. Yeah. Um, but boxed the head off him. Even, although the Canelo fight, you knew it was coming, he did box really well in the yeah, first, I first did, few rounds. When you tweeted that to me the other day, um, I was like, 
I don't remember that bit. And what the wipe in England was like, what? I did look back at it, and there were moments in that fight, certainly, where... Our speed was... Just crazy. frightening. Yeah. His speed is frightening. It is his best yeah. opponent, but you, as you said, you're just waiting on that ticking time bomb of Canelo. Yeah. It was yeah. like 9-8. Like, like, yeah. And I think more now people are saying oh, he likes to stand and trade when he's hurt. Um, he doesn't even get to that stage now. It's almost like once he's hit, that's, that's it. No, he never got a chance to stop and trade with Canelo after he was hurt. I would like to see him and Kel fight, but I would be wor- I would worried for Kel with having both eye sockets now fractured. Mm. I, I honestly think I, that should I don't think he is that much long, longer no. left. He certainly, he, I know they're talking about him going up and back up to a weight to fight a more comfortable weight, but the sh- if they put him in with a bomber, I guess um, a digging machine, yeah. then he's in big trouble, I reckon. But that we'll see what happens there. Um, we'll go on and we'll just talk about the GAA because, yeah. as usual, uh, it's gone a bit mental. Tell us about it. Well, there's either either you're in the camp of you're slagging Aidan O'Shea because he gets abused from all corners, and we're not going to do that tonight. Or you're in the camp of your county, unless you're Monaghan, uh, Donegal, Tyrone, Dublin, or Kerry. If <laughs> your county are just a bit, ugh, you don't, you're not really enjoying the games. Or then you could have a player in your county fail drug test for being a bit silly, mm-hmm. which has happened this week. Yep, and it came from Kerry, which was surprising. This news came out, it came out from the Sunday. Why is it surprising? I don't know why. I find it surprising. I find because he's sort oh, they're of they're the nice guys. Like, not the nice guys. Way. No, no, they're not. Nice, but they're like Kerry and Dublin. You would expect them to be a bit more professional in a GAA and an amateur True. environment. Yeah, no point. You would have thought. Without being disrespectful, and I hope they beat Dublin at the weekend because that'd be unreal. Carlo, you'd have thought yeah. it would have come out of someone like Carlo or you know Loud or something or whatever, even down whatever. So we're not seeing my best, but for the come out of Kerry, you're just thinking, well, that's just what's going on there, and for it to be something like a sports gel, I don't know the name of it. M H M H A. I think it is abbreviated. It's too hard to pronounce. Um, it just seems really naive. Well, he and never took the sports gel. He didn't like the sports gel. Yeah, sorry, the so, tablets. You, yeah. you know about it. You're going ahead, you were saying. Well, I, I'm only reading again that the piece that was that was released at the weekend. It seemed that he didn't... Uh, obviously, the, the county and the squad have their supplements. Um, didn't enjoy taking the gel supplements that they were being given for energy or whatever. Um, decided to go to his local kind of health shop Um to give him something that would do the same job, yeah, um, only in tablet form, um, fails a drug test, still has the remainder of the tablets left by the signs of it, hands them in to say, look, this is what I've been taking. They test the tablets and it's contaminated tablets, which, I agree with you, doesn't take away any of the responsibility from the guy who was absolutely clueless and going... Um, that way, instead of referring it first to whatever medics that they have available to them. An issue I have with this story is the fact that the Sunday Independent broke a story. John Green, their, their editor, their sports editor, broke a story on Sunday, mentioned no name. Mm-hmm. So it all seemed, okay, GA has had a player that's failed at a drugs test. Um, right. And then the carry board releases name. Mm-hmm. Now, when it first came out, you're like, okay, they've released his name, so they've owned up to it. And then we let it sit in sadly thinking, hang on, they've just sort of 
thrown him under the bus a wee bit there. Now, did I not thrown him under the bus? Hold on, hold on. Has he really <coughs> threw them under the bus? What do you mean? Well, he hasn't done in a team environment, hasn't went through the proper channels. So, or could the carry board potentially look at and say, he's Sully and Ernie him. It's better now to get it out as to what actually happened. Well, I don't even, to, I, to save us and the rest of the squad and the rest of the panel and anybody who's called up to the carry panel look bad. Is it a case where let him tell a story, but it's him. It's not us. Here's, Maybe here's they should have let him do that then. Why should they? Well, my, he's the one that broke the rule. He's the one that's obviously hasn't went through the, the team medic. But now he he has taken or took some. He obviously was naive um, to do what he did, and now his name's tarnished. Do you know what I mean? So now if he gets back, and I don't know if he's in the squad. Yeah, minute, and, and but, I, but why should Kerry's name be tarnished because of well, his actions? They haven't been released to who, what county it was yet. So my issue was my point here is that the GAA come out and say we've had a player in a county who has failed the drugs test. This is what it's for. This is what's happened. This is when it was. Uh-huh. I don't even need to say like it was the league final, just say a month or whatever. It's been dealt with, he's been suspended, boom. But what I think's happened is that they have somebody at Kerry has um panicked, and I think the GA have panicked that what was would then be happening was they're gonna have the likes of the brilliant Paul Kimmage, David Waltz, all these boys snooping around thinking, right, we need to find out our story. But, but, so Okay, take it back. Why why, why should the GA be worried about that? Of gay snooping, snooping around? I'm, I, because in case, well, obviously, yeah, I'm trying to say in case something's fine, but just I don't want that. If you're like, it, it's the same as uh, people in rugby at the minute, and they're talking about drugs in rugby, right? Yeah. And everyone's a bit sort of like, mm, around it, you know, that sort of thing. And I just, I just, come looking for me, I said, and I just think someone's panicked because they're afraid of somebody investigating them. There might never be anything found. But, and they released this player's name. I think it could have been done with the GA said, such happened, it's been dealt with, he had a suspension, he appealed it three times, they didn't even say he could have kept us, a player suspended three or appealed three times, it's been dealt with, bish, bash, bosh, nobody needs to know. But why Why does no one need to know? It needs to be transparent for a start. If you are if you have rules, okay, um, whatever I think of the rules for an amateur organisation like that, if you have rules, they have to be transparent rules. Okay. So, if a player fails, the moment that he fails, he should have been suspended by the GA and his name announced, and it should have been a case of such and such has failed his drugs test, he suspended pending the second test or the follow-up test. The same, and, and listen, athletics is a far away from being oh, oh, as yeah. being great, but that's exactly what they do. You're suspended straight away pending the second test or the follow-up test, or the second sample, should I say, um, should have been exactly the same. When more detail, even two things, the way it was it was announced by the by the GA and the way it's ha- even the suspension has been handled, that suspended is, him, come back and then suspend him again. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's it's so amateurish. I mean, yeah, it but, looks amateurish. Well, that's it. For uh, maybe hitting back to your point, you're maybe right. The likes of Dublin and Kerry, they like to portray themselves as being all this supreme kind. Pre- yeah. yeah, and and is this a case of you know, is this their whole kind of comfort blanket? Oh, but we're an amateur organisation. I I can see, I can see, I, I don't condone the cheating, but no. I can see both sides. That if it was, if I was an individual who was selected for a panel, um, who decided to go and get us supplements elsewhere, 
I would question why the, the fanfare in that situation for an amateur organisation that I'm not getting paid for, that I'm giving up my own free time and my own free will to go and do that. I have a job on the side. Um, I would question that. However, on the other side, it's an organisation that is taking money left, right and centre from their sponsors, albeit maybe the players aren't getting the sponsors, so they have a responsibility to their, to their sponsors and to the paying public, basically, who don't want to be associated with cheats. Would you call them a cheat? Um, that's, you see, that's yeah, where I... That's in, where in, in the rules of the GA, they cheat. If they have an anti, anti-doping programme, anti, anti-doping um, rules, he's a cheat. Now, whatever I think of the rules in, a, in an organisation, I mean... Do, do they only test the top players? How do you how do you do they only test them after a county game? You know, is it is it fair then that only the top players get done? Because I think um you could go through clubs in Ireland <clears throat> on a Sunday morning or a Friday night, whenever they're whenever club teams are playing, and I guarantee you there's far more people that are gonna fail drugs test for whatever reason. Yeah. There was um on the on one of the podcasts, D A R Joe.ie, Kane, um, oh, certainly been in my head. He used to take all the freeze from me. You know what I'm on about? You picture him with the black hair. Kane, I can't, sorry, I can't remember his second name. He was talking about, and he being drugs test, and in one year, I think it, was, it wasn't his whole group, but one year, he only got tested twice. Both after county games, were they? Oh, yeah, never club games. Um, so, why, what's the difference? Well, I, I've, are they cherry picking? Do they have a, a certain thing of okay? We'll we'll do X number of drugs tests to come, you know, to comply with whatever money they're getting from a council or for government. We'll comply with it, but we'll test our top guys because there's less chance of them offending. Because, like you said at the start, the likes of a Dublin and a Kerry, it shouldn't really happen to. But guarantee you, if they went into a club, second division, third division, in any county in Ireland. There would be a list of players who would who would fail the drugs test. Yeah, and but they would fail it unknowingly. Do you know? There wouldn't be what? I, the, yeah, yeah. You're, you're totally right. Yeah. The the average club player would not have a clue exactly what the, what the actual rules are in and around. Yeah. You can feel it with an inhaler. So the yeah. boys been asking me like, I've had an inhaler for yeah. when I was younger. So. Yeah, yeah. But I just I don't know. It just I just thought the the, the people responsible more so than the player is the ultimate, ultimately the organisation because they're getting the money from the sponsors okay so mm-hmm. they have the, the responsibility um, to ensure that the players are I, I, I would hold the GAA more to account than I would the actual yeah I am um, because it, it, it was just very naive in his part it just but he's probably not the only one no wouldn't definitely wouldn't be definitely not um, we'll maybe talk about some of the results over. Yeah, we'll talk about it. the Ulster Championship. Sorry, Carl. Yeah. Um, Tyrone went out and did Derry again. Really disappointed in Derry. Yeah. They didn't try anything different. Were they not relegation? They? they were, but you think, like they played Tyrone last year, and it's almost as if Derry just turned up and went back into last year's head mode yep. and just went, we'll just do this again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I have Gaelic football to me now at the, at the senior level. It's just good. You always were guaranteed in Ulster football close games. 
I think we'll get a close enough game this weekend, but there hasn't been a close game thus far. No. Um, and the gap is widening between the likes of Tyrone and Donegal and the rest of the counties. Um, it's just getting. Are you uh, in favour of a, a tiered structure? Team it, needs, it needs shook up, so it does. Um, it, it just bores me at the minute until it gets there. It's almost like the way Hurley went when some of those lesser counties who used to put up a challenge, Wexford, Offaly, uh, Offaly, those things. It's gone that way where they've just been left behind. Um, At least Wexford have come back. Oh, That'll be interesting this year. Yeah. But yeah, I thought Tyrone would just cruise mode. Sean Cavanagh. Yeah. Just kick, it, kick about for him. For the age of him. And is it 15 years he's been involved now? Just absolute supreme. We keep getting these in sport, these sports stars that when they come, like you Pirlo and uh, like Chavi Lonzo just retired and he won the league and all again and different things. These boys just. Is that how you at Manchester United this year? Come into their twilight years and then just all of a sudden just like pfft, stroll back. Just seem to just have an unbelievable couple of seasons or seasons where you think they should be done. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And Kavna seems to be the one this year that's going to do it now. Whether he had a pretty good year last year too. He, he did. That's what I mean. He's two two seasons again where he's been with but Tyrone Cruz and now they set themselves up with a nice game with Donegal, which should be tasty. Yeah. Um, we have a big game on Sunday to go to, yep. which we'll talk about at the end of the show because we're going to do something different, but we're both not uh, very optimistic for Downs Chance. I think our mass forward line could cause us a bit of bother. They'll thump down. <laughs> Hammer them. Hopefully the Mariners win, and then we'll show them the cheer about it. But we're, we're off to that, so it's down to be um, our man Sunday. And Dublin are playing the mighty Carlo. Yeah, I'm well. in charge of Carl, by the way. Is it? Yeah, Stevie Poacher is down there. Nice. So I'll keep an eye on that then. Yeah. Um, that's really the GA. We'll just that. We'll leave it at that for this week. Okay. We'll see what happens from now on. Um, we're going to talk about. We'll we'll talk briefly about Tiger Woods. Okay. He was in the news. Now I'm not a Tiger Woods fan. Never have been. Uh, he's probably going to go down as one of the top two greatest golfers ever. Why, why are you not a fan? I just have never liked him. For a personal thing? Just Yeah, just okay. never replied to my WhatsApp, so I thought, nah, see you later. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know, I never, I've never liked him for some reason. I don't know what it is. He's an um, He was an unbelievable talent and brilliant, but I don't know. When he was coming through, I liked Vijay Singh for some weird reason, because yeah. I used to play as him on Tiger Woods Golf. Yeah. Um, I bought his game on here. Right? <laughs> yeah, I bought it. I gave him money. I bought his game. Like. Um, now it came up in the news. We're both talking about this. We're both listening yeah. to a radio station at the same time. Clearly, coming home when it broke. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. Tiger Woods was arrested for DUI. Where did it register on your shock meter? It didn't shock me at all. It just made me feel a bit sad for him. Um, I feel a bit sorry for him. A bit like why are we harassing a man who's. On the verge of retirement out of a sport. He's probably yeah. doing it at this moment in time, he's probably doing it more for um I don't know, how do you say it? Um just to clear his head. I think he's staying in golf for one big massive moment. He wants his big one no, big I, hurrah. I think that's why he's still here. He's he's earning good money, but I think it's more at this moment in time I think he's just happy to it's, it's probably all he knows. And golf, for all I hate it, it's probably one of those sports that you can go on for as long as possible and you can, there's a veterans tour and this, that and the other. It probably is a, a way to keep your income ticking over nicely. And, yeah. But that being said, 
it's it's the constant harassment of the gay. Um, I don't understand why his mugshot splashed all across newspapers and social media when he's talk I don't know uh, reading into it. It looks like it's just been a concoction of medication that's he, put him in the that man's position. Had serious back surgery, and he's he's had his meds, and they've obviously knocked him out. I mean, they look like he did a decent night. They hit yeah. on him the next yeah. morning, but. No, one of the things I hate the most, you always see it when um, like a sports star or celebrity is caught like this. He, lo- he looked like as if you were getting off a long haul flight after yeah. a load of sleep. After of Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like imagine you look like after that Celtic Vegas thing you were at years ago. Oh, that worse. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll probably look like Alfred the Stag. That sort of way. Um, but not, one of the things I hate, and you see it on social media, you see it. Um, when a celebrity or a sports star does something that is sort of negative, like getting caught with DUI, the media almost think that they can just splash their faces all over the place, like they're their property. Like there was some, this is way off topic, but there was some, Roy McIlroy got married, uh-huh. and there's a boy in the Sunday Independent yeah, put an order about fuming, yeah, he's ours. And I, I hate that. Like leave these people yeah. alone, they're going to have a like, so what if that had been me the UA, you obviously never heard of it. Yeah. I would just mug shots up on the paper and people are But it did it didn't interest me in the slightest. No the, the, the whole Tiger Woods thing. I'm not really into golf. Um I no kind of leanings for him. He's seen huge. He's, what he's done for golf the, the, yeah. I don't think anybody's changed the sport as much as he has. But it's almost there's a vindictiveness, I think, in the American media more so that they just wanna Beat him See up. Him fall. Yeah, verbally beat him up. They want to mentally crush him for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the likes of Bubba Watson, those guys are their heroes. I hope he comes back, wins the master, and then chucks the green blazer in the ball and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, oh, this, we're not having, I can't get this down on our list, but the NBA finals start this Friday night. Cavs and, Cavs and the Golden State Warriors. And I'm just going to put this out here now. We'll talk about it when it starts. But if LeBron James wins this, he's the greatest basketball player ever. We don't care. He's going to fall Some other guy, the best ever earlier on in the season. <laughs> <laughs> he had the best ever season, Russell Westbrook. Well, yeah. Probably not the best ever. Well, no, he did. Score wise, but LeBron James. We'll talk about that when it starts. Okay. Um, so we're going to get into football. Now, we'll, we're going to end up fighting here, so we might video that because it could be good. But we're going to talk first of all about two cup finals. Yep. Easier way into this. Okay. And then we'll get into our debate. So we'll talk about the 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 one that doesn't matter, the FA Cup final. <laughs> um. So it was actually a good game. Brilliant game. I really enjoyed a good game. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Um. As a neutral, really enjoyed it. Um. Thought Alexis Sanchez was just outstanding the whole game. Arsenal just, looked like a totally different com- team. The, the, like no shackles season. on them, nothing. To, and for a start, right? That no one in midfield, they left Shaq on his own in midfield. Like, that no one helping him. Everyone else was just going kamikaze all over the pitch. But they should have been 3 4 yeah. at half time. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I, in my opinion, there's a few Arsenal players chucked it before the match even started. Think so? Yeah. There was a few injuries, inverted commas, um, that I don't think were proper injuries. They were, they were fair and a hiding. Fair play to the guys who actually turned Murder up. Murder Sacker. Yeah, turned really up in most class. Pro. What a he, pro. Now, I mean, he's 12 foot long, so he's already yeah. passed it, but he was brilliant. Yeah. 
Um, I was really for um, Ospina tried his best to let Chelsea win. I don't know what he was trying to do for a goal. Yeah. Flopped at it, but I just thought it was a class. I thought, I thought Chelsea were really poor. Yeah, I was. Not taken away from Arsenal. <clears throat> no, and I was debating this with Fauna or watching it. It was it was strange. It was almost like they'd been on the beach. Yeah. Since they're which you don't expect from a Conte say. No, definitely not. And um, I think that'll annoy him. Hugely annoy him. Yeah. I think it was hugely annoying. I think, I think for a couple of players there that could have been the. the I think they'll they'll get rid of Manage. And Cost will go for sure. Think so? Yeah, I think he's gone. Hmm. I, I think he's too unreliable behind the scenes. I think there's there's issues. Um, the whole Chinese move. Well, he talked this he, week. He, he's he been dropped only... twice. Dropped the semi final cup against Spurs. There's obviously something happening. Well, he did. He did say this week. To a, a reporter in Spain, um, that he will, he'd only leave for Atletico Madrid, and he's no notions of leaving. And he said, and he did talk about the China thing. So the China, China move is there, but I want to play for Spain in the World Cup. I think he knows that it's not the Brazil manager Tite seems to be happy enough to pick players that are playing in China. He doesn't. Whereas I think we're a wee bit uh, negative towards it because it's not one of the European leagues, and I think. The Spain manager um, will sort of must have said to Diego, you need to be playing in the top league in Europe if you yeah. want to come play for me in the World Cup. So I think he'll stay for another year, okay. go to the World Cup, and then I think he'll leave Chelsea. Okay. Um, but well, yeah, well done, Arsenal. Yeah. For Turn, Turn, at least they've won a cup. I was delighted that won because of Arsenal fan TV, and I hope they have <laughs> a massive meltdown. Uh, Claude, you're spoilless, as he said one time. Um, and then Wenger just went and sent to your day. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. Fair play. Take the plot. Yes, well in Arson. And you're right, Arson. Sell all of them, get them relegated, and then leave. <laughs> Good man yourself. Um, we'll move on because I know you're itching to talk about oh, man. Some, some, some travel. Uh, what a season. I never see what people in travel to, which is absolutely devastating. We should be winning a whole lot more. <laughs> okay, but it was so sweet. I was so proud. As proud, I can't remember the last time I was as proud to be a Celtic fan, um, because it was to go the whole domestic season unbeaten is huge. It'll never be done again. Yeah, well, unless you do it next year. Yeah, I, I Big think, Bruno Alves though. <laughs> <laughs> He's in to stop it. He's in to stop it. What a tube. <laughs> Aberdeen, Aberdeen looked really good for the first half. I was just gonna say that. Um, Johnny Hayes, I hope was outstanding for the first half. But my point remains about their manager. He has, Spoilers. A, he has a mentality that he wants to keep... This. Every time he plays Celtic and Rangers, his aim is not to win, is to keep the score down or keep it close. And the last 20 minutes, he played right in the Celtic's hands because they never come out at all. And it was just... It was coming. It was coming yeah, it for was. so long. Um, and did you go daft? Mental. <laughs> Mental. Crazy. <laughs> it was it was a really good cup final. I enjoyed it. Like um, as I said, I thought Johnny Hayes was outstanding in the first half. Uh, Tierney's gonna have a sore mouth for a while. Yeah, but a great player. Oh, super player, yeah. super player. He looks like a really good talented player. Like yeah. Um, we were we were really poor the first half. Defensively, as bad as what we have been. I thought Aberdeen, to be fair, was a better team in the first half. Yeah, they were. They were and had a lot of good chances. Um, Defensively, we were really poor, especially from corners, which was surprising. It looked to me, and I've said this about my own team, like you were sort of 
still in a date or something. Like he's having got off the bus. Yeah, or you know what I mean? It's the first half. And you didn't expect that from Celtic because you sort of thought... Well, I've, I'd say there was a lot of nerves in around the stadium as well. Obviously, because the significance of going yeah. for the travel and how many times... Hamden is such a, a terrible venue for us to, to win a game. It's like... You ever been to Hamden? Yeah. Actually, a cup final against Aberdeen uh, years ago and we won it too. But it's a... It's a Dar Stadium. Um, you feel so far away from the action. Celtic fans hate going to Hamden. Um, but what pleased me most was the character, the Brandon Rogers <laughs> word, but the character that actually to win a game, the probably the one of the most important games of the season, and pull it out of the bag in the last minute shows. Um, that we can't it's not just a case of turning up and blowing teams away which we do 90% of the time we actually can fight for a victory as well so it was over the moon so the best ever Celtic said you've seen I think you said in my lifetime yeah yeah. yeah I I think um, I think that team would beat the the Martin O'Neill's team. team I don't I, uh, here's the thing Martin O'Neill's travel I think BBC done a whole thing about pick your combine your best Celtic travel side. I actually think Martin O'Neill's 2002-2003 team, the team that went to Seville, was better than the 2001 team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we, we, they uh, never won the league. They got beat in the final day of the season for the league. I'm glad you see that Seville team. Yeah. Because I seen them first hand break my heart. Yeah. And I still haven't really got over it, to be honest. Um, John Hartson, I will hit you someday. Um. I think they would beat this current Celtic team. I don't. I don't ever. No, I think individually there were some great players in that team. Oh, individually, individually, that team was outstanding. They all knew, and, and what I suppose Martin and had played their strengths. It was at times it was Route One um, with Hartson, with Sutton playing off with Larson. Uh, Padroff was a great player, Brilliant. really underutilized by Martin O'Neill though. Um, he I he was a real box to box. He was so so box to box, but he never got a chance to because things went a lot longer. Never really got a chance to show how good he was. Um, at Celtic, in my opinion, but I think this team here, the way they move the ball, they knock the ball about, that they're composed, that every player is comfortable on the ball. Even the goalkeeper. There was a point in the first half. I think it was about nine or ten minutes in. And it wasn't Tierney, it was the other fullback. Luke, uh, yeah, Boostage. Pinged the ball at Craig Gordon for whatever reason. And he just stopped it dead. Yeah. And they could only control his foot. The, uh, Aberdeen's check was coming in, he just padded it on away. You wouldn't have seen Craig Gordon do that three no. or four years ago. It was a really one job. Yeah, you'd have seen him. But he's just the confidence and you're thinking, all right, okay. Yeah. So I haven't watched loads of this year, but watched that. And then obviously, as I said, Aberdeen in the first half, it. I've said it three times, like Johnny Hayes, was, I thought he was brilliant. Yep. Um, and then Celtic just came into their own. Yeah. He made a few changes. Um, One he had to make because Tierney got smashed yeah. in the face. And I don't think Rodgick was actually was doing much up until the last 20 minutes. And he really just took over. Um, he started getting in the ball in positions where the Aberdeen midfield couldn't close him down quick enough. He was getting the chance to turn and run at their, at their back four. Yeah. Um, Sinclair should have had a... Patrick missed a couple of good chances. Um, Griffiths was really poor. Probably would have subbed him a lot. A lot and the belly and the belly play, is there he plays anyways. Yeah, we were actually talking 
myself and my dad um, thought that was more a psychological move putting Dembele on the bench than that yeah. he was actually fit. Yeah. I think it was more a psychological thing. That, Do you think you'll keep Dembele? Um, it's going to be hard if a good offer comes in, but the way the second half of the season went from, I don't know if clubs will be tempted to see. Liam Boyce finished top goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah. He had a really good first half of the season. Goals oh, in the yeah. Champions League won't. won't he scored um, five and twelve Champions League games. Yeah, and he's under twenty one international. That's yeah. class. Yeah, and then um, he ended up with thirty two goals in total this season in forty six games. Yeah, which again is class. He is a, he's a really good player. I think he still has parts of the game he needs to work on. Yeah. I, I think, think Rodgers could help him to do say, that. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed that we keep. I think for his own career. He, be safer staying at least another year or to Christmas and if we're out of the Champions League that stage maybe mm-hmm. maybe look but um, yeah it's all all looking rosy next year we'll uh, like I said with Martin O'Neill Martin O'Neill come in won the travel in his first year it was actually the, the two years off that when he actually got his best side together I think it'll be the same with Rodgers we might meet in the Champions League next year which would be nice we could well do It'd be nice until the inevitable happens and you beat us and then <laughs> have to listen to it. Um, so we're going to move on. We're going to get into a bit of a... We'll see if it goes to the beta. You never know. Right. So you think the Premier League... Uh, well, the Premier League, we both think, is overrated, but do you think it is massively atrocious? I don't think... I think it's on a... I think the standard is slipping year in, year out. And here's my theory behind yep. it. Um, what you've got now is a really competitive championship... Okay, where there's an awful, if you look at the owners of a, an awful lot of those championship clubs, they're foreign owners. There's heavy investment going into small clubs, Bournemouth, um, Russians guys, heavily invested in Bournemouth. Um, you have clubs like Reading, again, I think that was yeah. Russian. Um, you have Wolves, um, yeah, Italians, or is it? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's there's huge foreign investment in championship clubs. It's a really condensed league. What's happening, in my opinion, is they're seeing it as a smart investment and that you could potentially take a club, really not a glamorous club, small attendance, get a good manager, not really invest hugely in the, in the playing staff and make it to the Premier League as Huddersfield have done. Um, and hit the jackpot with all the money and all the glory that comes with the Premier League um, however this is to the Premier League's detriment because you have such a, the, a variance in standard now where the top six clubs are so far better and if you look at some even some of the teams that are Bournemouth, Burnley Huddersfield now, Stoke, Middlesbrough, and it's just these really small, medium-sized clubs who you might say on merit deserve to be there, but they contribute nothing to the Premier League. And it's a detriment to the top clubs because when the top clubs are now going into Europe, yeah, they're getting games, whatever, they're not turning up and rolling over some Middle England club with 10,000 supporters. They're actually having to go and play Bayern Munich, you know, a top club, and they're getting rolled over easy, and they're wondering 
how it's happening is because they're not getting a challenge domestically. Okay. And the Premier League is not a challenge for those top teams. No, I think you might have nailed it a wee bit there because if you look at the last year Leicester won the league <clears throat> um, with a team that came up like what Huddersfield have done. Mm-hmm. When they came up, everyone was like, okay, there was no one would have went, I'll buy Jimmy Barty, I'll buy you know, whoever. I think yeah. they bought Rick Marys in the summer or whatever, so he wasn't there, but whatever. They'd Casper Schmeichel and players that got there, players you thought, okay, they'll get my chance in the Premier League, they're a good side. Anyway, let's go on a minute. And it's obvious the top six. Even so, I, I think everyone should have been closing them with the day. I think it's, well, that's a different story. They they just went right. This this isn't happening again. We're not having mm-hmm. some team come from the championship and then blitz us all and go in the league. So they've just went and invested. Now, rightly or wrongly, you might agree you, or disagree that they haven't invested well enough. Um, in the players that they've got, who like all the top six. Okay. Okay, people. Um. And now you're, there is a gulf because they're able to just blast teams out of the way. But I think, I don't know, I, I think with the players top six have brought in and the play, and the money now that the teams like Bournemouth, Bournemouth were able to spend like was 12 million on Asmir Begovic yesterday. Huge money. But but if if they were still a championship club, dream of, of spending that sort of money on a player like that. I know they spent four million, I think they were in the championship, but they paid some South African guy four million to come play them. But the, the some of the guys who got them promoted was Kermigant, um, who I think finished top scorer for them that year. Um Callum Wilson, who yeah. is a developed male player, come from Coventry City. Um so like I said, for investment and paying for what you're getting, there's really unglamorous sides in the championship that you could potentially hit the jackpot with and it's happening more and more and I think it's foreign owners that down to fan a quick quick buck to be made if we can get them to the premiership think of the money that we can make and then just do one Um, not necessarily do one potentially asset strip the club which would be a concern if you were a supporter a few years down the line and if, if the premiership bubble ever did pop you worry for clubs like Bournemouth, they'd be straight out of business. You know, what I want <clears> to see, and, and I really, for, from from a football point of view, is clubs like Leeds, West Ham, Sheffield Wednesday, the big hitters, to get their act together. Aston Villa. Forest. Villa, yeah, Forest. Get your act together. Stop these crap coming up to the Premier League and just making it a boring league and so uncompetitive. I think the reason why we find it so boring now, part of the reason is that there's so much of it on and so much of it covered. Yeah. And there's so... I, yeah. I had this debate with a guy at work and he says, he was he's actually an Arsenal fan. Um, he put the point, would you ever see a kind of Keenan Vieira head-to-head or rivalry between two players in the Premiership. Does, no. it, happen? Yeah, does, it, does it even happen? Uh, not, there isn't one no. at the minute. There's not one. No, because all these young guys are getting so much money. There's no kind of needle in it anymore. They're not having to work hard enough. For their Money's just been through at them. And that's, that's the whole way through football. It's, it is a turn-off. But it doesn't take away from 
the fact that the Premier League standards are slipping. Yeah, you think? I think it's slipping. I think the standard of teams that are coming up every year is getting worse than the teams are going. I think Newcastle and Brighton will do all right. No. Newcastle were there two seasons ago. Yeah. With a better squad, in my opinion, and went down. So what what makes you think that they're going to come up now and be the new manager? But I still don't think. If he gets, squad. if he gets the players that he, if he gets the players he's been linked with, and I think Newcastle will do well. The unwell for me would be Newcastle finishing top twelve. It'd be a relegation battle. You think so, Newcastle? Yeah. I think Bre- I think it's brilliant that teams. I personally think it's brilliant that teams like Huddersfield and Brighton get a chance to come and play in the Premier League. I know you're he's shaking his head, which isn't great for radio or podcast. You can't see, but I do. I think it's brilliant. But I am. I, I, I know what you mean by the fact that just probably chucking money at players like the fact Bournemouth are able to pay 15, 20 million yeah, players. They hit the jackpot, and the longer they stay in the Premier League, the more it'll happen. And the more clubs like Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday are going to get left behind. The big, the big clubs who, in my opinion, are but you could, proper, you could argue that maybe it's time Premier League clubs. Bournemouth were to be a big proper Premier League club. Get ten thousand to their. I bar in Spain only get eight thousand. They finished seventh, and that, I think that was brilliant. Not happening. You're not even clearly not. He, he's shaking no. his head again, folks. Just in case you want to. Not happening. I think you are right though to a point with the Premier League standard. I wouldn't sit down and watch Stoke v West Brom. Yeah, or a Super Sunday involving Huddersfield. <laughs> Come on, I. But it's what completely ridiculous. But that, that you have that across all of it. You wouldn't sit down with um, Frankfurt v Redwoods or was it um, Leipzig? Would you? It's not. It's, it can be the same. I don't know. Do you think I, there was a few? There was a few seasons ago, and it was Boxing Day, huge football day in the calendar. The biggest football day, the biggest day of sports. Really, well, Sky Sports. Their main game was Stoke at Aston Villa. It was a nil-nil draw. That's correct. And that you said this before. That's that correct. ultimately turned me off Premier League football. I was like, "This is hell." <laughs> <laughs> Would you? you were been, no, the biggest football, and I think of that day, City who were going really well were beat by um, Sunderland. There were so many games to choose from, and that's who the broadcaster, official broadcaster of the Premier League, put to the pen public as a game. I personally am as mad as this makes, and I do mean this, I think they need to cut the amount of games that they show on TV. So I know obviously that might, it's going to sound ludicrous and it'll sound people will be like, but we love seeing it all. But I think we're absolutely just brainwashed now because there's so much on that we can't actually decipher what's good and bad now. Do you know what I mean? We can't, we're just like, uh, the junkies. Yes, the football junkies. Because there's so, so much on. And it should just be limited. You should only really follow, watch your own team. I wouldn't dream of watching anybody else. Mm. Not normally, unless I was in a social environment. Yeah. I, I would have no interest in sitting down to to watch the likes of even Rangers. A Rangers game who's supposed to be a Rangers rival. wouldn't dream of watching a Rangers game. I would watch maybe if there's a big game between Everton and everyone playing, or United were playing someone, or Arsenal and Chelsea were playing. I would watch that, but to not, 
I wouldn't go out of my way to make sure I was at home to watch it. If it was on, I would stick mm-hmm. it on. But you're probably, yeah, you're pr- the, the Premier League, it is a little bit, it's, it's, it's sort of like the GEA football championship at the minute, where it's just sort of something. Yeah, the standard is slipping. <coughs> the standard well, is slipping in both The standard both is slipping at one end, but it's going, it's going stupid at the other, I think. No. No. Not in the Premier League. Definitely, maybe in Gaelic, but not in the Premier League. The standard at the very top of the Premier League is slipping as a result of the that's garbage that's coming up from the Championship. Uh, They've not been tested enough domestically. Chelsea, many many difficult games domestically that Chelsea have this year. You could count in one hand. Yeah, well, unless you're home and away. But yeah. Okay. <coughs> so, yeah, okay yeah. In, a, in a way, they were probably lucky <clears throat> they didn't have Champions League football. But how would that have prepared them for a, a good run in the Champions League? It wouldn't have. They were, teams like um, Atletico Madrid, Bayern Munich would turn up and rule Chelsea over this season. Albeit that they've won the Premier League convincingly, teams like that would have turned up and ruled Chelsea over convincingly. Think so? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if they ruled Chelsea And, and Chelsea are the best equipped English side for the Champions League. Next season going forward, yeah, at the minute. Unless, it depends what Pep does, Well, yeah, they need, they need a lot of investment. I think at the at their squad at the minute is probably a quarter final. Squad. Here's my opinion. I think that the team that finishes sixth out of the big six in England, fifth or sixth, and qualifies for the Europa League, right? Yeah. Listen, now hear me out. Should always win, at least go very close to winning the Europa League. In England? So whoever finishes fifth or sixth this year, it's Arsenal, Man United, and obviously United won the Europa League, so sort of prison point in a way, but whatever. Um, I think whoever finishes Qualifies the Europa League and they're fifth and sixth top teams in England. If it is, it's like standards of Arsenal, club size wise, Arsenal, Manchester United should win the Europa League. I don't think should, I think it should win. I don't think anybody else, unless yeah, it's yeah. something where. But at the end of the day, Fulham were getting to the final of the Europa League. They, they did get to it, yeah. And on Middlesbrough. We, so yeah. you're, you're not really sticking your neck out there? Well, I think you should win it comfortably. Probably. Yeah. So you're talking about the standard, and then I think. Next year going forward, I think next year going forward, I think an English team will make a semi-final in the Champions League. No. Hold on, no. <laughs> not, not, a, not with their presence. Half 10 on whatever, thir- 31st of May, 2017, I'll call it, you said. Not not with their presence squads. No. I think, I think the football has been sometimes crap, but I think there's, there's some Monaco, of, Monaco rolled over City. They did? Easily. Easily. But Monaco rolled over most teams until they meant Juventus. And they won the French League. But yeah, they, uh, the English laugh at the French League. They said it was yeah. a one-horse race last season yeah. when PSG were there. Yeah, they, the team that finished. Well, where Monaco finished last season? Second? Yeah, I think second. second was, yeah. Turned up and rolled City over comfortably. Makes foods them, really. Yeah, they did. They were brilliant. They were brilliant. There yeah. was no, yeah. They beat Spurs as well. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Then Spurs were put out by a Belgian side out of the Europa. If Spurs want to win at Wembley, by the way, they should bet Alexis Sanchez because he seems to win all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're, I think what's happened just with the Premier League is, like I said, I think I think it's I think it's good personally. The teams like Brighton and Huddersfield have come up and get their day in the sun. Rugby I think league towns. But well, well, not only Brighton is Huddersfield is definitely rugby league town. Just saying. <laughs> ah, yeah, sorry. Right, Brighton would be a good day out. Um, but I think 
like Bournemouth came up and played football. Bournemouth were good to watch. They were, they went, no, they went, there's, again, give me a They were good. Bournemouth were good to watch. And are good to watch on Reddy High. They're good, good to watch. They're good football and say. Like I said, the, the the thing I used in Spain, Ibar, they only have something like, I think they only have a capacity of like, in the whole town, there's something like 30,000, it might even be less, and they had a capacity of 8,000. They were good to watch. And, and I like seeing little teams try that and give it a go. And for me, sorry, like, like Jay Armstrong, like, I like seeing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're saying it's you're blaming the championship and the stand of the championship come up, but no, well, it's a difficult one. I'm not blaming the champ. I'm saying that these investors are taking a chance on the less glamorous clubs, getting a good manager in, piecing together a squad that will give them a chance of hitting the jackpot. Huddersfield have done it. I tell you what's ruining the Premier League. It's managers that won't do one. Although two of them have done one since we've last on the podcast, Moyes and Allardyce. But it's these boys that keep getting the same jobs and just pouring out the same puke football. And it's that, for me, is what's ruined the Premier League. Not the likes of Huddersfield and Brighton coming up and Bournemouth and Burnley under Sean Dyke were much better this equipped this year. Do you know what I mean? McLaren I've seen today or it was the other day Roy Hodgson threw his hat in for a job and I just screamed in my head you're brainwashed by Sky Sports mate. some of the some of the standard of those clubs that you just named is complete guff Joey Barton is getting a game from, for Burnley well he was but yeah guff rubbish but my point is the managers like, but this guy's guff and he's complete rubbish yet he waltzes in and plays for a Premier League team on Sky Sports I mean if you had to watch them Play for Rangers against it. he was so he, bad. I watched the game at um Park Park no Ibrox yeah, was it Ibrox? We Park Ever beat them five. Yes. He was so poor. Um come up with a huge oh Joey Barton Premier League will waltz it up here. Like Neymar. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Went back down, straight back into a Premier League team and actually looks like he holds his own. What's that about? Could it just be the players around him? It's just a guff league. <laughs> I, I, oh, it's not, it's not an, it's not an amazing league. It's not the best league in the world. And that cringes me when I hear it said. It's maybe f- fourth, third, fourth. Yeah, but no, I think I, I like to see as I said, Brighton, Huddersfield, these boys come up. I would love to see Leeds come back up, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest for nostalgia reasons. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad Newcastle are back in it too. But I think it's. <laughs> the sale for the clubs to come up. I think more the issue is the same dopey managers getting jobs at those clubs and not being given someone young. Like, Brent Rogers was given the job at Liverpool from Swansea. Sure, right? He's handed him out of there. Uh, you're saying you used there. You <coughs> take my name out of that category. Um, although, see, to be honest, he should have he should have lost his job after getting thumped by Stoke at the end of the season. And players should have lost their jobs. It should have been a massive clear out. And he was part of that problem as well. But what my point was, he was at Swansea, who came up, played lovely football, brilliant football, hockeyed us at um, their place at the end of the season, got the job, young man who got the job at Liverpool. First year coming in, finding his feet, second year under Suarez, best football I've ever seen Liverpool play. And that's what I think, and that's, that's, why, that's why I like the likes of Eddie Howe and these younger managers coming in. You have David Wagner coming up with Huddersfield, and you have Chris Hutton coming up with Brighton, and you have Rafa coming back up, well, he's not young, but Rafa coming back up. And I think their standard, they'll be a bit better equipped 
and you'll see them play. Now they might, yes, Huddersfield and Brighton should possibly get relegated because they're small, but you might see them play good football and they can increase the standard to be better then. That would be my point on. <laughs> he doesn't agree. I would like to see Allardyce, Moyes, Hodgson never given to Podgy. If they're in jobs, teams relegated and gone. Happy enough for that. But I think the league could, it, it tends to be much, much better. Well, and it's not just because the clubs come up, I think it's, it's the managers that are in charge. Like Pulis at West Brom, that's just. Mark Hughes, Stoke, uh, come on. Yeah. It's crap. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to rant because you <laughs> absolutely hockeyed me in that debate. I'm glad I've got you around the way, I think. Yes, eventually you won't be done. So, uh, as I mentioned before the podcast, this week we're going to take it out on the road. We're off to the marshes, which, by the way, most of it's in Armagh, do you know that? Since they did it up. No. Aye, it's not today. It is the, yeah, well, that would be the Armagh side of the ring. So there you are. We're going to play a home game for Down in Armagh against Armagh. Yeah. We're off to the Down game, and we're going to do something different. We're going to video our day and our experience. So it'll start off class, we'll enjoy ourselves, and then it's going to end up horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it's good weather, though, and we can have a decent day. But look out for that because we've got ourselves a YouTube page and I'll get that up on Facebook as well. Um, and thanks for listening. I follow ourselves on the Sports Bible on Twitter and me at Philly uh, underscore MCC88 and 80 is a bit longer. At Hez underscore Bo underscore La. We, what I'll do is on our Twitter page and our Facebook, I'll put our, tw- our pages up so you can follow us if you want and get involved. Let us know what you think of the podcast this week. Let us know if you think we were right on GAA and how they handle everything. Let me really know which one of us was right on a football debate and whether Premier League is guff or whether I think that it isn't so guff. Um, and if you want, slag 80 about... Um, Celtic win the travel have a come go at him that. Come at, he wants people to come at him come at me. and you can slag me about Liverpool because I'm a broken man anyway so it won't matter um, yeah thanks very much we'll be back we'll be back on Monday with the video all going well and then we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast super see you then cheers bye